Hello everyone and welcome to Christianity Unfiltered where we are speaking the truth in love. Today we're going to be talking about the topic of addiction and what the Bible has to say about it. I'm Carrie, this is Brandon and Vanessa. Howdy everybody. So to me addiction <clears throat> is a sensitive topic to people, right? It so is. the people that are still stuck in addiction very easily offended by the fact that it's not a disease. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like and that's that. Being... I mean, because I remember that. And I remember when I was in that mindset, like people would tell me it's a you have a choice and you can you can decide, get high or don't get high. It's not. Yeah. A and I would get so angry, you know, so it's sensitive for the people that are still in addiction. Yep. The family members that are dealing with addicts. Mm -hmm. And then you have the whole industry that makes money off of your addiction. Yep, mm -hmm. it's gonna go on the side where the money's coming from. That's yeah. The, that's the side that's gonna be supported. And uh, they say that there's really good arguments on both sides of the fence. Yep. Because a lot of people say that it's not a disease, you know? Both sides for it. it's a disease and it can be helped. Yeah, yeah, so it? there's people that say it is, so there's very educated people that say that it's, uh, well, what they call experts. So they say that there's experts, yeah, yeah, um, on both sides of the of the subject, and uh, you know we've, I mean, I've really seen everything that people have to say about it, you know, and I've actually lived it myself, mm -hmm. and you know, so, and it comes down to a lot of different things, though. I mean, you already know, like there, you could get addicted to, you know, drugs, alcohol, food, sex, whatever, yeah, a phone, yeah, yes. a phone, so. Um, but yeah, there's, but uh, like, like she was saying, so it's like they've institutionalized it, mm -hmm. addiction. So, and people do get offended. Um, like I said, now when you're, you're trying to help these people and get them out of the mindset they're in. So to us, we know, okay, so we don't have a veil covering our eyes. Um, we've been baptized by the Holy Ghost and fire and Jesus has been revealed to us. Mm -hmm. So... When the veil is removed, the kingdom of heaven becomes reality. You know that your God is real. It's 100,000%. Jesus is the Son of God. He is risen. He is alive today. Right here, right now, He's alive. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Now, the veil is covering everybody else. So, um, AA, NA, um, they do good. They really do. They do good. They, yeah. You know what I mean? They do good. And it's not that they, you know, but the thing is, is they're taking scriptures. They'll take scriptures from the word of God. They'll mm -hmm. take scriptures from the Bible, but they also claim that they're powerless over their disease. Mm -hmm. And they say it's a disease mm -hmm. and they're telling people this and people believe this. Now, see, here's the thing is, um, what's the difference be between a lie and deception? Now, deception is when a lie is believed. Mm-hmm. A lie is just an untruth, but when it's believed, now it has power mm -hmm. over you and your mindset and where you're at. So uh, well, the see. word of God has the final authority in our lives. This is what has the final authority. And this is the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So um, Jesus came to die for our sins and set us free. And he said, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, mm -hmm. and then you'll be witnesses for me. Well, the Bible clearly warns against those kind of 
program programs and mm -hmm. those kind of worldly things that they have to offer. Mm -hmm. It says in Second uh, Timothy three five through seven, having a form of godliness mm -hmm. but denying its power. Amen. Okay, and from such people turn away. So that is a very clear warning. Mm -hmm. Turn away from those people and. Like you said, it's not to bash AA or NA, but we've lived it. I personally lived it. I clinged <clears throat> to AA. I clinged mm -hmm. to Suboxone, Methadone, and all these different things. And then if you keep on reading through Timothy, for of this sort are those who creep into household households and make captives of gullible women, mm -hmm. loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never being able to come to the knowledge of truth. So these programs, they're set up to where you're, you can do the 12 steps, mm -hmm. you can learn, you can have, a, they want you to choose a higher power, okay, but they keep you captive by this proclamation of powerlessness, mm. yep. right? And then you're stuck in this cycle of, okay, they wanna give you methadone and suboxone, mm -hmm. but what happens when you can't make it to get the dose that day? What happens when, if something was to happen and those one of those clinics were to shut down. Let's say we went to war tomorrow. What are you yeah. going to do? You know what I mean? Martial right. law gets kicked into effect. Right. You're, you know what I mean? There's little babies at home. There's parents that have these kids. Mm -hmm. You're still mm -hmm. in total and complete bondage. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. And that also goes with the Bible telling you not to have the spirit of the world, but the spirit of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yep. So when you get saved baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're no longer in bondage to that. Amen. Mm -hmm. you're, yeah. And you, okay. So, um, when it comes, when it comes to addiction, so, um, now there, there's like two, two stages of it almost. Okay. So, um, I want to say that at first it starts out as a good time. You know what I mean? What feels good to you? Well, you know sin I mean? is fun for a yeah, season. Exactly. And it's sin, sin is fun for a season. And, this and is that's, what... that's where the devil gets us, though, too, is in the beginning when it's fun and it's the lie of, oh, you can quit any time. <laughs> you can quit any time. <laughs> okay, You've got power over this. You'll be fine. You can quit at any time you want. And it's a the lie years you tell I yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm years. not it's not hurting me. Uh, the years that I spent telling myself that. Mm -hmm. The years that we spent saying that, you know, we're going to wean ourselves next week. We're going to get clean next month. I'll get clean this time when I go to rehab. Yep. Yeah, and not being on And it doesn't do it. happen. And yeah. he he knows that going in, yep. that it's a slippery slope, and you're going to be right down on your fanny, like stuck. Yeah. But <laughs> he doesn't tell anybody Literally. that. Yeah. I, it's, it's fun. It's a party. It's awesome. Yeah. What that one preacher say a while ago? He was on the thing. He said the devil's never going to come in. Hey, man, I got these chains, man. Exactly. Put these on. You know what I'm talking about? I got death yeah. waiting at the end of this for oh, you. Yeah. 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 I got these chains, man. Just put these <laughs> things on, dude. And that's kind of like what's going on right now. So, you know, so drugs were always bad mm -hmm. when we were kids. You remember D.A.R.E.? Okay. Where's the D.A.R.E. program? Yeah, where's the D.A.R.E. program now? Um, it's the HOPE program now. Oh, is it? Yes, program. and they're, they're at least talking about medications and staying away from medications. That's good. It's not yeah. just the drug part of it because yeah. a few years ago in the school, excuse me, in the school, we did have the D.A.R.E. program there. Okay. But now yeah. it has become the HOPE program, so yeah. it is still there. So, you know, so uh, now, for instance, you know, alcohol is legal. Um, it shouldn't be legal. 
No. It most certainly shouldn't be legal um, because of what it does, like the stages of alcoholism and everything else. I, I understand that people have their own choice, you know, to do what they want to do, and that's why America is America. But things that harm and destroy families and the things that happen from alcohol, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, now, for instance, marijuana was always bad. Mm -hmm. When I was and now growing it's up, legal. Yeah, yeah, now it's legal. So uh, what, what's happening, like you were saying, so this system that's brought in here to keep you in bondage, it's now like what people don't understand now, they even got suicide machines now. In Canada. Uh, up in Canada. Like oh, if you want to, yeah. you know what I mean? Nice. This is this is real stuff. Check this, like you can check this out. So they made these machines like, so you're going to depend on the government for everything, right? That's and what see, they want. So the local drug dealer, one of these days, what it's coming down to is you're not going to get your dope from the dope dealer anymore. They're going to digitalize currency. They're okay. You're not going to mm -hmm. get. They're going to know every dollar that you spend, mm -hmm. who who received money from you, what they received it for, where it's going. So trust me, everything that you're that you're going for, it's all going to be government. See, drugs were always bad, but now um, the government. Okay, so I know people that have been to prison for you know. Many times, my, one of my best friend, I, he's my brother. He's one of my brothers, Punky. So, I mean, he's been in prison three. This is his third time right now. He did six years, did another six, mm -hmm. got out. And did, you know, again, but anyways, is, you know, what's going on right now with, with the drugs and everything. Now, these guys are spending lives of, years of their lives in prison. Mm -hmm. But now the government's going to step in and they're able to give you methadone. They're able to give you suboxone. They're able to give you... Opiate. So them controlling it doesn't make it not evil. It, in their it, eyes. In sin. See, them right. controlling it doesn't make it to where it's still not a bad thing. Just because they're controlling it, they're still, they're not without sin. You know what I mean? Just because I put a badge on and a gun on my side, it doesn't make me not a breaker of God's law and Ten mm -hmm. Commandments. Mm -hmm. So you're still a sinner. You're still, you know, you're you're still yeah, capable of sin. The good news is that we don't have to be under the government. We don't right. have to, we can stand. There's like the world system mm -hmm. and then there's being in covenant with God. Right. Yes. Right. So the best part about that is that, you know, it says in Jeremiah 29, 13, if you look for me wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. you will find me. I will be found by you, mm -hmm. says the Lord. Mm -hmm. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. Mm -hmm. I will gather you out of the nations mm -hmm. where I sent you and I will bring you home to your own land. So there's a, the good news is there's a way out of all this. Yep. Right. <laughs> and we were, we're prime examples of being caught in that system. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And breaking out of it mm -hmm. and getting free. Right. And that's like my heart for this whole, these, this whole episode is there is a way out of mm -hmm. that. Yes. Yeah. Cause even to back that up, go right, going right along with it. Psalm fifty fifteen says, then call on me when you're in trouble and I will rescue you. I will deliver you and you will give me glory. So, I mean, there is nothing Hallelujah. that we can face in this life that Jesus hasn't already gotten us the victory for. Yep. And I say, while we're talking about this, That's I'm going to jump over to first um, Corinthians. I love these verses in first Corinthians. It's first um, Corinthians 10 and it starts in verse 13 and 14. Yes. And this goes for any sin. This goes for any temptation. 
It says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. Yes. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. But you have the choice. Yeah. Exactly. Are you going to take his way out? Or are you just going to sit there and say, but it's a temptation. Giving in to the flesh. Oh my gosh. I just, I, I want to do this so bad. Like, I, I just feel like I need to do this. But God's over here and he's got a door open. He's got like his flares going saying, hello, <laughs> hello. You know, your way out's right over here. Literally. Exactly. But yep. it, he gives us that choice. Mm-hmm. He gives us the choice to say, I'm going to stay in this temptation or addiction or I'm going to go your way and I'm going to get out of this. Yes. There is a choice to be made. Yeah. Okay. And he gives us that choice and he makes it very clear. Okay. When you're reading in Deuteronomy, this is one of my favorite scriptures because you have the choice, right? So today I have given you the choice Mm -hmm. between life and death, between blessing and curses. Mm -hmm. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life that you and your descendants may live. Mm. Think about the generations Mm -hmm. that are getting changed by the choice that we made Mm -hmm. to enter into covenant with God, to give him our everything and to serve him with our whole hearts. And And he equips us with the power to continue living a life free of sin, like what you were Mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm going to just tag on this real quick. Just thinking about like, my grandfather, he was an alcoholic. My dad chose not yeah. to do that. Did mm-hmm. he have, did he get drunk at least once or twice? Yes, but that was it. Like he made a choice. I'm not going to yeah. live that way. And like Dave, his family, not his parents, but several of his uncles, they were alcoholics. He was an alcoholic for a while and he broke that addiction in his life. And I look at, okay, I haven't gotten, I mean, thank God I haven't been addicted to anything, but that has been broken on my end for my children. Dave stopped it on his end for our children. So it's like our boys going forth, they don't have to have that in their bloodline anymore. Nope. Like that was something that we're like, okay, we're cutting this off. We dealt with those sins of the past. We dealt with those bloodline curses and whatnot. And so now my kids get to go forward and that doesn't have to be something that goes on into their, for their future Amen. generations. Amen. Amen. And see, uh, so that right there, the scripture, uh, Isaiah eight eighteen, behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. My children and myself and my wife, my family, we are signs and wonders to this generation, mm-hmm. literally. Sign and a wonder. Amen. Like there was no way. There was no way. And he makes a way when there is no way. There was no way. Like literally there was no, there was no way. <laughs> like when I tell you, no, I mean capital <laughs> N-O, capital W-A-Y, and just mm-hmm. spell it over and over again. Just like no way, no way, no way, no way, no way. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the God that I serve, mm-hmm. he, <laughs> I, he loves that word impossible. Yes, he does. <laughs> he loves that word impossible yeah, because he's a, impossible. he's a, yes, yeah, he he's is. the God of impossible. It might be impossible for us, but with God, all things are possible. Yes. Amen. And, uh, okay. So people don't discipline their flesh though. They don't realize like mm-hmm. you, you were mm-hmm. just talking about the choice, right? Mm-hmm. And having the choice. So mm-hmm. at one point addiction, like when it comes to severe alcoholism, when it comes to severe opiate withdrawal, 
severe benzo withdrawal, like severe withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so why is it that they're able to treat these things with the same thing? Like they can use Vivitrol to, you know what I'm saying? These three things. So let's not, let's just, just put it. a Band-Aid over let, it. Yeah. Let's just put it into a, in, into one category though, right? Like if you're an alcoholic or, or like severe cases of alcoholism will kill you from withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Severe cases of opiate withdrawal can kill you. But the same like, exact mm -hmm. thing happens to their body, does it not? The same exact thing yep. happens to their body. Why are they able to treat it and treat it? So like I said, it's demonic at that stage. At that stage, it's demon. When you're literally defecated on yourself and you're sick like that, and something's <laughs> controlling, mm -hmm. you know, Total it's, it's oppression of yes. the devil. Yes, it is. It's oppression. But see, after you get through that real bad stage, right? And let's say you got about thirty days under your belt. Okay. Once you get through, and you got to fight. I mean, you got to fight. You're in the fight of your life. Right. At that point, at the, you're in the fight of your life, mm -hmm. and nothing feels good to you. And think about it: when you were just living, everything felt good all the time because you let this body that you're in, your lesser nature, the flesh, control you in every decision you make. So your mm -hmm. flesh is not a disease. It is not a disease. Your flesh mm -hmm. is not a disease. Nope. <laughs> but sin is a disease. Yes. Sin is a disease. There's your disease. And there's your disease <laughs> that you wanted to talk about. So yep. sin, <clears throat> all men have fallen short of the glory of God. There you go. Sin mm -hmm. is the disease that all human race is infected with. Now, what you were saying earlier about the sin, right? And everybody's tempted the same way. Mm -hmm. Most certainly they are. In the beginning, when Eve was tempted in the garden, she was hungry, okay? So what happened? Do you remember the lust of the flesh, mm -hmm. the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life? Mm -hmm. So the lust of the flesh, Eve's hungry. Hey, look at this. Here's the tree. You're hungry. Eat from this tree, okay? So there's the lust of the flesh. She's hungry. The lust of the eyes. Oh, this tree is beautiful to look mm -hmm. at. It's nice to look at it. Look at it. So there's number two, the lust of the eyes. The pride of life. If you eat from this tree, you'll know what God knows. There's all three. The lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. All human beings are tempted the same way, mm -hmm. and it's been the same from the beginning. So now when it comes to Jesus, Jesus gets tempted by the enemy in the wilderness. Okay. After he gets the Holy Ghost, though, after he gets the right. Holy Spirit, right. that's when he goes into the wilderness, and that's when he's alone with the flesh. Mm -hmm. And that's when he puts the flesh under subjection to the spirit. And this is what we have to do and understand. This is what gives you power and self-control and everything else. So Jesus is tempted the same exact way. Mm -hmm. Lust of the flesh. He was hungry, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. After the fast of 40 days, he's hungry. Right. Hey, turn the stones into bread. So Jesus uses the word yes. and counters him. Man will not live by bread alone, but yes. by every word that cometh Absolutely. out of the mouth of God. So that means that the word of God is spiritual food. Mm -hmm. You have to feed your spirit instead of your flesh. Okay, because you're living in a beast-like nature, your animalistic nature, until you're born again of the Spirit. So the next thing, so that was the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. Satan shows them all yep. the kingdoms of the earth and says, these are all mine. I will. I, they've been delivered unto me. They were delivered unto him mm -hmm. by Adam. Right. So now the yes. next thing, here, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth if you bow to me. There's number two, the lust mm -hmm. of the eyes, and then the pride of life. Hey, you're the son of God. Jump off this steeple. Mm -hmm. he, the angels will catch you. Yep. So he was tempted the same way. And Jesus showed us how to live in this body and have power and dominion over the flesh. Mm -hmm. And because of what he did, now we go to the fruit of the spirit though. So mm -hmm. let's flip over to mm -hmm. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Say, before you go there, I want to yes. um, 
talk about this one. Um, you're talking about all temptation is the same, but like, where does that temptation come from? Like, how does it go from temptation to full on sin? And James tells us what that is. In James 1, 14 and 15, he talks about how temptation comes from our own desires. It all starts with a thought. That's where the enemy's playground is, is in our mind. So all sin is premeditated. Yes, it is. Yes. It really is. And then it says it comes from our own desires, which start with our thoughts. And as we continue to think on that and feed on that thought and think on it, well, then it's like it's enticing us. And now it's starting to drag us away. Yes. Because the more we're thinking on it, the more, okay, well, it must be okay to do this. And I really need this. I really have to have this. I really have to do this. And then in verse 15, it says, these desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Mm. And I remember, um, this was 20 some years ago, these verses actually coming to fruition in my life because mm. there was this certain thing that I just kept thinking about and like thinking about it and talking about it and thinking about it. And I ended up acting upon it. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I went back and I'm like, this, this is real. Like it really does happen. And that's why we have to use, I believe it's second Corinthians where it talks about, we have to take every thought captive, captive. Yep. under the, what? Under the obedience. We have to bring it into obedience of the word. Yes. Obedience of the word. And then what Jesus did when to. he was tempted? Yeah, he fought it. it. You fought it with the word. He, exactly. The that power is, of the Holy Ghost and the word. And okay. the word of God. Now we're going and to the word saying. of God is, is also called the sword of the spirit. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's sharper than and a two-edged two sword. Is teaching our this living, is her favorite verse. It is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's alive. And it, it goes. It goes and it cuts between the soul and the spirit and the joint and the marrow. And it's the discerner of the innermost thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Yep. So this is why you put on the mind of Christ. Christ. And so let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So what was in what was in his mind when he was tempted? The Word of God. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's telling you. So you have power. You will receive power. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You yep. will receive power. power when the Holy Ghost comes upon mm -hmm. you and then you'll be witnesses. Now in the Greek, that word witnesses is broke down. It means martyr. It means you'll die for the faith because you really know him, mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. really know him. Mm -hmm. But um, the, back to the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Again, such thing there is no law against them. Mm -hmm. There's no law against these things. Mm -hmm. If if you live that way, there's no law against it. Like mm -hmm. uh, now, for instance, well, yeah, if you live that way, there's no law against it. Um, hold on. You know why there's 27,000 pages in the United States law book? <laughs> because people can't keep 
10 lines on a stone tablet. Nope. That's, that's why true. there's, yeah, yep. they can't keep 10 lines on a stone tablet. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, let's just throw some more. You know, we need laws. We need legislations. Yes, we but do. it's a heart problem. That's mm -hmm. where the sin mm -hmm. thing comes in. And yeah. one more thing. Hold on. Go let ahead. me do the Proverbs thing. Oh, yeah. So uh, from the book of Proverbs. Now, uh, in the New Living Translation, uh, it says uh, in the New Living Translation. Let me see here. Actually, I'll just go with the Amplified Classic real quick. Um, Which one is it's it? it uh, Chapter 16? Yeah, 16, verse 32. It says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his own spirit than he who takes a city. So it means you're, if you can rule your own spirit, then you're greater than the man that goes and violently takes a city or takes something over. Mm -hmm. And this one here says... That's the NLT. Yes, and that's the Amplified. This mm -hmm. is the NLT. This mm -hmm. is the one we wanted. Better to be patient than powerful and better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Mm -hmm. So when you have control, the, the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So now you have control over your flesh, addiction, everything... Like right now, we're on the 21-day fast mm -hmm. with the church. You know, you push your plate aside. <clears throat> you know, I mean, getting total dominance, the reason why man fell in the garden was hunger. So, you know yes. what I mean? Like we were, you know, so mm -hmm. when you get your body under subjection and you're telling, hey, listen, I'm going on this fast. I'm going to do this 21. I'm pushing my plate aside. God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to press into you with everything that I have. But, yeah, another... That's another way that God equips us to have control over our flesh, mm -hmm. you know, because Jesus, a lot mm -hmm. of people think that, okay, Jesus did all these things because he was uh, the son of God. Mm -hmm. You know, he had the power to do these things, but Jesus was in a regular body, just a like you body. and me. Yes. Okay. He had the Holy Spirit, just like we have. Mm -hmm. When did okay. his ministry start? After he was baptized with the yep. Holy Spirit. After yep. the Holy Ghost come upon him. Yep. So, so that, yeah, so... That's how you live as a mm -hmm. Christian. That's how you right, live yeah. in this and life. And Jesus says, yes. when you fast, when you pray, and when you give. These aren't suggestions. Not it's when. not if, it's when. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus, being who he was, had to retreat and pray, mm -hmm. had to fast and mm -hmm. put his flesh under submission, how much time. more do you and me need to do that? Right. Because when we get saved, God doesn't just say, okay, you're saved. You get to go to heaven when you die. No, he gives us the means to live a victorious life, overcoming the flesh, overcoming addiction and all these things that the wiles of the devil, right? Yep. We can overcome all that stuff. And mm -hmm. he gives us everything that we need in here right. to do that. In right? the word. You have to seek it out. You yes. have to find out what's yours. Yes. You have to find out who you are in Christ. And he loves us. Mm -hmm. He's not going to just leave us here and let us, you know, be overcome by all these things. Amen. You're saved by Sia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you on the other yeah. Side. Well, no, a Hope lot of you make it. Well, a lot of people, I went to church. I tried that. I tried religion. <sighs> Yeah. And that's what gets me. It's like, no, yes. you did not try it. No, you you didn't. didn't. You either were in a religious establishment mm -hmm. yep. and you weren't you really religion, introduced to the one and only true living God. Right. Yeah, because I mean, literally it says that, okay, faith is when you believe, right? And when you believe, believe means to be totally convinced, mm -hmm. right? So if you pick this up and it tells you without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I can't please God without faith. And it says those that come to God must believe that he's there mm -hmm. and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. 
So diligence is like when you look at the Olympic runner that's running for the gold medal, all the practice that the guy put in when he finally running and you're looking at the camera in slow-mo and you see all his veins and everything popping out of him. And that's diligence. He's going for it with everything that he had. So when you come to God like that Mm -hmm. and you pick this Bible up, right? And Jesus is saying things like, these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They'll lay their hands on the sick. They will recover. They Mm -hmm. will speak in new tongues. When you see this, you're going to say, well, God, it says this here. And then he said, you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Like You're going to see these things. And he talked about the Holy Spirit and saying, you'll know on that day when he comes that I'm in you, uh, that I'm in the Father. The Father's in me and I'm in you. You'll know this for sure on that day. When you see stuff like that, you're going to say, there's got to be more than me coming and sitting down on a church pew and I'm full of sin and I go in here and I leave just as just the same. Mm -hmm. I'm just as dead on the inside as I was when I came in here and and I leave the same all the time. No, like, God, there's got to be more. Where are you at? And see, you start to seek him out. Mm -hmm. And it says, those that seek me will find me. Jesus said, ask, seek and knock. Everybody who asks receives. Everybody who seeks finds and everybody who knocks, it's open. So when you really call on God, God will, I mean, yeah, it, and it's all. And, and that's with anything. And especially talking about addiction, you know, we can't just have like this religion that gets us through. <laughs> it has to be you mean like the power AA? of God. <laughs> and then, a, or, I know, like I said, I love them. CR. I do. I love um, them. Yeah. Which I is another them. one that. That's my addiction. My addiction. Stop saying it's your addiction. Yep. Exactly. And it's not your addiction. Yep. yep. Um, as we've been talking about all this, um, I keep thinking about Romans 6. And I love Romans 6 because it really talks about how um, we were slaves to sin. Yep. And then when we accept Christ, He has taken that sin so that it loses its power in our lives. Yes. And at first, Paul's like, well, you know, should we keep on sinning so God can keep showing us his grace more and more? And he's like, no, that's dumb. Like, why would you do that? Like, if he was here today, he'd be like, dummy. No, you you don't keep sinning just to make God's grace bigger. You got some guy out there like cracks his fingers <laughs> like this, like, well, I'm going to go commit a murder every day and put this grace to a real yeah, we're test. Gonna, we're going to see if it really works. I'm going to put this grace yes. to a real test. But um, down, let's see, down in verse 12 of chapter six in Romans, it says, don't let sin control the way you live. Don't give in to its sinful desires. Don't let any part of your body be an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God. And then I'm not going to read all of this, but then he even goes in like in chapter. Go ahead. Do you want me to hit all this? Yes, just hit it. Okay. So like in verse... I'll start in verse 15. It says, well, then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean that we can keep on sitting? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which which leads to righteous living. Thank God once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching that we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery of sin and have become slaves to righteous living. And then he goes on and talks in um, chapter 8. I'm just going to hit a little bit of this. He talks about how as we continue to live by the flesh, that is leading us to death. Yes. 
And then as we live by the spirit, the spirit is life. So we're going into life. And I know we were talking about this illustration earlier. It's kind of like a tug of war. Whichever one you're feeding more, your spirit or your flesh is the one that your mind and your soul are going to, is exactly. going to yes. win out over your mind and your soul. So like if you're continuing to build yourself up and you're, you're in the word and you're around people that are helping you and you're praying in the Holy Ghost and you're spending time with God, that's pulling your, your mind and your soul more towards the spirit and you're going to make better choices. But if you're going to keep fulfilling the lust of the flesh and you're going to keep petting your flesh and you're going to keep doing the things that makes it happy. Oh, it's okay. I can keep doing this because God's grace is there to cover it. Oh, it's okay. That's pulling your mind and your soul in this way. And then you look at your life and you wonder why it's complete hell. Well, you've been serving it. I mean, hello, uh, let, let's it. just say it. There it is. So I think not just even addiction, but just anything in our lives, anything that takes our heart and our mind away from God yes. is wrong. In 1 John five twenty one, it says, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. Mm. I mean, that's anything. So that's sin. Anything that separates anything. us from God is sin. Mm-hmm. And sin is separation from God. And I know, like, I've been dealing with just this dumb thing, this stupid yep. phone. I'm like, I just want to take it and throw it and break it and stomp on it because it's such an evil. And it's not even like I'm looking at bad stuff or listening to bad stuff or what. It's just, it's a time waster. And it, it takes me away from more time that I could be praying Read my Bible. Pastor Patty just put out like a whole thing on that on Facebook about distractions and the things that are keeping you. This is it. Farther away from God. I hate being distracted by the world. And yeah, yeah, our devices, that's huge. Um, So you remember how we was just talking about the fruit of the spirit, right? And what you right, right on point with what you're talking about now. So this is in Galatians. Now, this is Paul. He says, but I say, walk and live habitually. habit habitually in the Holy Spirit responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God for the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh Godless human nature is the flesh. Mm-hmm. For these are antagon- antagonistic to each other, continually withstanding and in conflict with each other, so that you are not free but are prevented from doing what you mm. desire to do. Mm, that's good. But if you are guided and led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the doings, practices of the flesh are clear and obvious. They are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, worshiping idols, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, ill temper, selfishness, divisions, dissensions, party spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it says in the Amplified? It says party spirit, factions, sects with peculiar opinions and heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. 
And he wasn't talking to sinners. He was talking to Christians. He was talking to Christians yeah. there. So that exactly. goes, super yep. grace goes out the window yep. with that statement. And you mentioned idolatry in there. I mean, yes. I know I think of idolatry as worshiping an idol, like an idol that's formed. Yeah, but anything you put before God. Exactly. So, like, we've even been talking to our son about this because, like, he's obsessed with shoes. Oh, my gosh. The kid yeah. has shoes out the wazoo. I mean, you've probably... Uh, see, dude, he comes uh, out good and shows night. me. The he's kid, like, hey, B, look at these. Yeah, and, like, and Mom, hey, I got some new shoes. Dad's going to do a deal with me, and I can get these new shoes. And it's like, buddy, okay, I'm glad that you're blessed that you can get all these shoes, but are these becoming an idol? Like... Is this what you're focusing your time on? Like, because you're always watching these videos about shoes and which shoes are the best and how to clean them and yeah. what to do. And blah, blah, blah. I think you should start giving them away. I agree. I, I But then he's not going to have anywhere to put all of them. <laughs> if he gives them away. Yeah, because then you can just sell it and read it. Don't any more shoes. We'll that, start. Listen, that's that's another, on a whole listen, that's a whole other that. episode. But yeah. We're not going to get to that right now. But no. yeah, we... Um, yeah. Okay. So is there anything else we want to share? Well, here today? I just want to make it clear that like, okay, yes, we've made it clear. It is a, a sinful issue. Sin mm-hmm. is at the root of addiction. Yes. It's sin. Giving into your flesh, but it does come to a point to where you are oppressed by the devil and mm-hmm. you are convinced like the enemy has the blinders on. You can't mm-hmm. get out of it. Yep. Right. So what you do at that point is you begin to cry out to God and he will su- he will supernaturally deliver yes. you from yes. drugs and alcohol. Yes. Yep, you're in a covenant, a blood yes. covenant with Jesus Christ through what he did. Our God so, is a God of a, a covenant. So once you're in covenant with Jesus, you have to receive what he did for you. There's a finished work on the cross. Mm-hmm. It is finished. It is over. It is done. I finished it, completed that's what he said on the cross. Mm-hmm. It is finished. finished. And we get so, it this side of yeah. heaven. We don't have to wait until yeah, we get to heaven. Exactly. We don't have to wait. So mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is the down payment. He is the down payment of your citizenry in heaven. Mm-hmm. You are a citizen of heaven. And see, once you're in covenant with God through Jesus Christ, all God's promises are... Yes, and amen yes. in Christ Jesus. Yes, exactly. That's everything that's in the word, old yep. covenant, new covenant. And yep. all you have to do is receive salvation. The promises, exactly. So, and, and salvation, so all the names of God, you know, they had Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi. They, these all mean something. It means he's the provider and uh, he's the healer. He's our victory. He's all these things. Jesus was all seven names of Jehovah mm-hmm. in the flesh. He, and they say that his name was actually like Joshua, mm-hmm. and, but Yahshua. And it means Yahweh is salvation but, or salvation. And the thing about salvation is it holds all seven of those inside of itself. You can give Your a call for provisions salvation made. So, yeah, so we're going to close the show here. Uh, but we're going to uh, leave you with this. Um, if you're not saved... If uh, you're, you know, you don't know Jesus and you want to know Jesus. So I'm just going to tell you to pray this prayer after me. So you say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I believe, I believe that you, that you are the son, are the son of the living God, of the living God, and that you came and that you came in the flesh, in the flesh, and that you died and that you died for my sins, for my sins and to restore and to restore fellowship fellowship with the father with the father that adam had that adam had in the beginning in the beginning and that you died and that you died on the cross on the cross and god and god 
raised you from the dead. Raised you from the dead. Thank you. Thank you. For your blood. For your blood. And for washing me. And for washing me. Clean. Clean. Thank you. Thank you. I receive. I receive. Salvation. Salvation. Yes. And I receive. And I receive. The gift. The gift. Of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. And I await. And I await. The day he comes upon me. The wait. The day he comes upon me. Father, send him. Father, send him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, if you said that prayer, you're a citizen of heaven. All your sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. All your sins are washed Amen. away. All of heaven is rejoicing. If you were a, if you were backslidden and you just said that prayer, yeah. all of heaven's rejoicing. You're a yes. citizen of heaven. Yes. Now it's time to find out and get in this word what belongs to you and who you are and you're a new creation in Christ mm -hmm. all the things there's 172 scriptures about yes. by him in him from him mm -hmm. for him mm -hmm. so all, all these things on who you are in Christ your in the anointed one yes. it's your inheritance yes. so if it says my people perish for lack of knowledge lack of knowledge of what the word and what mm -hmm. it says and what what's given to you what's been done for you so you you have an inheritance you're it says you're a king and a priest Find out what your inheritance is. Find out what belongs to you and take the authority that was given you and overcome the flesh and the devil in this world. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we're going to close Amen. with that. We love and, you. And yeah, and next week we're going to talk about what you do once you get free from yes. addiction. Yep. Yes. What you do once you get free. Yeah. And then like, so we'll, we'll bring up some of those scriptures we were just sharing on who you are, what belongs to you now, who, where you're at now, and where to go from there and speaking things in faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. And if you prayed those prayers today, please let us know in the comments below. And if you have questions about any of this, please write in and let us know. And we will comment back to you as soon as we can. Yes. yes. Yahweh forever. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for joining us.